Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing good, sir? Joel, I'm... Look, oh, it's I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm good, no, but no, I'm really I, tired. It's it's December now, Joel. It is December, yep, and yeah. I work in retail. So mentally, are, I am just not with it at all. Like you, at you all. are in the trenches I, right now. I That's, wish. Yep. I wish it was over. And otherwise, I'm fine. <laughs> otherwise, I'm good. Good, good. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, the plus side is you know lots of lots of good games to keep us company at this time of year, which is lovely. I guess, uh, albeit yeah, a that's... little bit overwhelming, um, but uh, but yeah, I, look, I've look, I've had, I've had a bit of a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, no, you have just to you be, have. to be, to be honest. Um, but hence why we've we've uh, delayed this episode for a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but that was due to circumstances out of my control. Um, and I'm probably not going to go into it too much. But um, yeah, so. Uh, and because of that, because of everything that's been going on, I've um, I've been slacking on games so much. That's absolutely. It's, been, like, it's been out of your hands, Joel. It's absolutely fair. Yeah. The good news is, yeah, I've as been, you said, we're coming up to December. The mm-hmm. there's like a, maybe I would say like two big calendar releases, you know, coming out tomorrow, yep. so Friday. Yep. Uh, and then that's technically kinda, three, depending on reviews. But it's kind of it after that. Like, yeah. And we can end with some uh, go on to, to game of the year. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Oh, I mean, I have a latecomer coming at some point. There's no set date, but at some point this month, we're getting sports story. So um, I'll try and squeeze that in as much as I can before. <laughs> Good luck. Before the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I don't want to rush through it, but I mean, I'm going to love it. It's going to end up in my list. So <laughs> let's face it. It's great. It's going to be awesome. Um, there is another, actually, I saw on Game Pass that came out yesterday. There's like a, a soccer RPG that's out at the moment called Soccer Story. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen, seen God um, damn it. the hashtagonist spruik that because um, he, he does PR for it. And I was, just, oh. I, was, I was seeing, I was like, man, this does look a good game, but it looks like a game that Joel would enjoy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, every time I see it, I'm just like, fuck, I don't have my Game Pass subscription at the moment. And I'm like, do I race up for it? And I'm like, no, I have God of War and I have Pokemon and I have Bayonetta 3 still sitting there. It's, yeah. Um, my game of the year list is probably going to be based a lot off games that I didn't finish. So well, we haven't, we haven't finalized that's... the format yet. We might, we might shrink it to throw you a bone. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? I might get like horribly ill and have to take time off work no probably not, probably anyway. not happen, you can you can uh, dream and honestly like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be horribly ill you want to be true, like yeah. inconveniently ill so you could still focus on the games but again i don't see either yeah. of us being that lucky at this stage and like inconveniently ill is still like oh, well i could still go to work like that's like that's my mentality unfortunately um but before we get into the meat and bones of this uh, very December-centric episode, for one specific reason, um, we went and saw a movie on Sunday together, and it was very good. Did. I'd already forgotten, yeah. and it was days ago. That's how, that's where my head is at. That's why I have a, a lovely, refreshing Kraken spice rum and dry to get me through this episode oh. up until oh. bedtime. Oh, baby. 
Oh, baby. Um, yeah, no, we went and saw Glass Onion, a Knives Out tale, a Knives Out mystery, um, which is the sequel to Knives Out. That came out in 2019, I think we discovered. Yeah, yes, we did. Yeah. After we discussed, it was much de- much debated after we exited the cinema. But yeah. you were correct; it was 2019, and once again, yeah. my inability to comprehend time was exposed, which is great. Yep. Yeah. No. Um. But this. Uh. Look, if you've seen Knives Out, this is more Knives Out, and it's fucking great. It was such a good movie. Um. We probably don't need to go into too much detail no, here because it- I think going into it as blind as possible is probably the best way to do it. But it's um. It's if you watched Knives Out and you enjoyed that in some way, shape, or form, you will enjoy this movie. It's plain and simple. It's more Raya Johnson just getting to do fun murder mystery vibes, and it's great. It's great. And Daniel Craig is just an absolute the whole gem of a human being. The whole cast is once again incredible. It's, it's just true. yeah, it's yeah, really good. Absolutely. And if you missed it, if you missed it at cinemas, like the good news is it's coming to Netflix later this year. So in. Uh, as of today, twenty three days. Yeah. So it does beg yeah. the question. Like I did see people being like, maybe you should have, you should give it a longer run. So and you know, maybe they should. Apparently, have. Netflix are they are considering oh, okay, good. releasing at the cinemas good. as well. So they they are considering doing it. I think because it's been like the box office had a pretty rough weekend. Um, I think it did pretty well. Um, and we're kind of forever still doing pretty well. But that new Disney movie, um, that apparently is really good, Strange Worlds or Strange World. Um, apparently just, it had a budget of 180 million. It made 18.3 on its opening weekend. It's maybe if they marketed it, cause as we, I think we discussed thing. this as yeah. well after we came out of the cinema or before we entered, I, I honestly hadn't heard of it until I put out a coloring book at work and I was just like, the hell is this? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, oh, it, it's... it swapped. I'm like, yeah, cause I didn't hear about it at all. I remember seeing a trailer for it, a couple of trailers for it, and I'm like, this looks really good. And then I've recently saw some reviews saying it's it's a fun movie. It's really worth seeing. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, seeing that it just had this just abysmal opening weekend is um, pretty disappointing. But Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery, two thumbs up. Yeah. More, please. On this end. <laughs> More. Exactly. Yes, I I just keep making those movies, Ryan Johnson. Please, but I just want I want the I want the uh, Benoit Blanc cinematic universe, please. <laughs> the BBCU. And it's yeah. funny because like I, I'm as excited to see another one just for, for the fact of having you know Blanc back and Rian like back. Also, I just want to see what the next cast of people ca- actors and characters will be because yeah, that was one of the most fun exactly. things about seeing like in the lead up to this movie is seeing this whole new cast and being like, all right, this yep. looks like it'll be fun. And it was. So yeah, I don't know. I, w- I want Sam Rockwell. I want Sam Rockwell in a Knives Out movie, please. Like it, it, it is just too perfect of a combination to have like someone like Sam Rockwell. Maybe it's too, that's, that's the problem. It's too perfect. But yeah, Sam, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, I would, Sam Rockwell would just fit in so nicely here. Um, he could have even like, like he would have even slotted in. I, I, Edward Norton did a great job, an amazing job, fantastic. Don't regret casting there whatsoever. But that could have gone to Sam Rockwell easily. Like I could see Sam Rockwell fitting into that role really easily. Well, it's too late, but, Joel. It's too late. The movie's been made, and it was too late. Edward Norton. <laughs> it's too late, and unfortunately, this isn't a movies podcast. No, so absolutely not. I think it's time we kicked on and get into the uh, the meat and bones of the episode. It's not really a bonus round. It's not really a dope or nope. It's not really anything. It's a special episode. 
Um, it is Game Awards time. Achilles. You, you missed a yeah. very important thing, Joel. What? We were going to talk about the Mario movie trailer. Oh my god! Yeah, I fucking had the perfect segue for that. You, you, you blew it. Squandered it. It's gone now. We'll never. We'll never Squandered. have it. Instead, you get this. This is what the listeners get. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Get me this is where my mind's you aside, at. Being like Mario movie. I don't appear on a podcast for like three weeks, and this is what happens. I just forget how to do everything. Um. Yeah. So we got the new. Uh, we got a new trailer for them. That for the Super Mario Brothers animated movie from uh, Illumination the masterminds behind Despicable Me and the Minions. Um, I will defend those movies. They are fun. You are welcome they to. Are, like, I haven't, they are I'll, fun. I'll be honest, I haven't watched them. But uh, knowing what I know At least, of, of them, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep my, my expectations of this movie. Not in, not low, because I mean, they seem like they're competent and like those films have an audience. So I don't expect yeah. it to be a bomb. But I'm like, maybe I'll just keep my expectations, you know, at, at, at the... At the at at a fair level but uh yeah this trailer i, I was just like all right no i think i might i might i might have fun watching this movie i am so in on what i've seen so far and i think i need to preface it by saying that what i've seen so far because that could all change but i feel i don't know after seeing these two trailers now and this one in particular it it feels like the people making it understood the assignment yeah i think that's fair like yeah now we've had a better idea of a lot of the other performances as well it is clear the weak link mm. is still chris pratt like oh yeah yeah and that's fine like it's okay I mean, sure he is like he is mario so it's i don't know how, I don't he's like mario and that is it is it's disappointing it is the mario movie um, let's not forget but like when when you you're gonna go and like throw fucking Mario cards and Rainbow Road at me, something I did not expect, at least in this like initial movie, maybe down the track or something like that, pun intended. Um, it it uh, I feel like it, it, that just blew me away when I saw the cart. I'm like, Oh cool. That's awesome. And then landing on rainbow road and then having this like Mad Max Fury road esque like crew of like army of people f- driving behind him. I was like, I'm so fucking in. I, and like that orchestral version of the, of, of the, uh, the Mario theme hit even harder this time. I don't know. It just, see, I'm not, I'm not, so so, I'm not sold on that. Unfortunately but we'll see. I, I don't like, it's not my favorite thing, but like, again, if I feel like it just, it understands the assignment. It builds the hype so well. Um, and then like, I've, I watched kind of funny pick apart this trailer as well and, and go through it like frame by frame, looking at different bits and pieces and like, just the, what looks like that, what they look like they could be presenting and what it looks like it could be setting up in potentially in like, I, I mean, like, do we get a post credits where Mario meets Rosalina, or get the no, phone call from her, or something like that? Credits. The only post credits I want, okay, the only one I want, okay, right. Given this movie is based around, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, there's some sort of conflict with Bowser. Uh, and now that we have a Mario Kart sequence, the only post credit I want is Mario and Bowser playing golf or tennis or something like that. Oh, That's what I want. That, yeah. Okay. Like a, like a, oh man, if we got like a fucking tournament arc 
Mario no, Brothers we're not movie. Getting that. We're not getting that. You're never getting that. Please. Please. That'd be great. You're Give never that getting shit. that. I will let you know no, right I, now. I didn't think I was going to get fucking Mario Kart in this well, movie, my, so I'm willing to The difference is that Mario Kart is a very, very popular Mario spinoff. Yeah. Golf is not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Party would be more likely, fine. honestly. Oh, man, a Mario Party movie would be fun. I have no idea how you would make no, that. But, no, that's not we're not um, here for that, though. We're not here to make the idea, to, to come up with how they do it. That's their job. Exactly. That's true, yeah. We're just here to, like, spitball, throw things at the yeah. wall and see what sticks. And then um, completely be free of any sort of blame or anything when responsibility comes out. Yeah. So it's, well, we're just mm, sitting here yeah. talking shit, so. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, this, oh, God, I... I've watched this trailer a few times now. Uh, I've watched it with my son, who's very excited uh, about it. Um, just uh, heads up, his favorite part is the part where um, Donkey Kong beats the absolute shit out of Mario at the start. He f- fucking loves it every time. I've already seen an edit of that to make it a um, a Smash Brothers thing. Oh, I mean, it, it's giving off Smash Brothers vibes anyway. Like, mashed with, like, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze feeling. There is definitely like, some, yeah, well, because the, the Kongs feel like they're going to be i mean maybe not i don't want to say they're going to be a big part of the movie but it seems like there's been a lot of work put into the kongs like in several of the shots it's like fuck that's diddy that's dixie funky well kong i mean was there, swanky kong like like all these what seems to be like maybe a younger cranky kong like it's yeah oh, younger cranky kong is, is just donkey kong <laughs> it, like but the transitional <laughs> he's not quite full we'll cranky see. with the we'll cane just... and the spectacles it seems like we're um, spending a fair bit of time with the Kongs, which is exciting. Now, how much screen time they all get, we don't know. Cause well, that's the thing. That, that Mario Kart sequence is pretty much all Kongs. If you look in the back, if you have a look through, there, there it's a lot of Kongs yeah. there. Um, I'm, intru- so- I'm interested to see what, yeah, I don't know. I, I almost don't want to, like, it feels so weird to say this, but like, what is ultimately a kid's movie. I kind of don't need to see any more trailers, right? I think I'm like, no, I don't want to see any yeah. more of this movie. Like- <laughs> but also, on it, in the same breath, like, I want to watch this movie tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I want no, to watch this movie tonight. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I also think this is going to be the the first movie I take my son to the cinemas to see. Because I think by the time it comes out, it'll be April. He'll almost be four by then. Um, I feel like that's a good time. He's already shown he can sort of sit and watch most of a movie. Um, so I'm thinking about going to like that V Junior the village junior cinemas that have like, they have an intermission and there's like a playground before and after that the kids can play in and stuff and like cool seats to sit in and stuff. Um, so I'm thinking about maybe doing that, taking him to see it in that. And I mentioned that to him and he's already saying, could we go to the movies now? I want to go see the movies. I said, no buddy, we have to wait for that movie to come out. It's a little while away yet, but yeah, man, April, it it's not that far, but it is pretty far. Yeah, I mean, it'll be here before we we know it, but, like, I legitimately think this is going to be the first movie I take Griffin to the cinemas to see, and I think, he, what a what a movie to go. Here's how, like, old, here's, here's how old Fran will, rate, will wait, right? So this this is an, this comes out in April, right? Mm-hmm. So when this movie comes April out, 30th. we'll pretty much be a month away from Tears of the Kingdom. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Good time to be a Nintendo fan, mm. and then it'll be E3, and who knows what'll be there. Just to circle back to the Galaxy thing, like, Peach mentions Galaxies specifically in the trailer, so... Again, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see what that's going to refer to. Is it just going to be talking about, like, the wider 
Mario like universe or will it is it going beyond Mario? I don't yeah. know. Again, I want to, I'm keeping my 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 expectations in check. Uh one of the That's posters fair. people think they may have spotted um Pauline as well in the background. <gasps> oh my god. I mean, they're going to be th- I, it's going to throw so cuts. much shit. Like it's going to be th- Vuke's posted like the the Leo pointing meme. It's been like oh, if you're yeah. a Nintendo fan this was you watching tomorrow I'm like absolutely. Yeah. I was like absolutely like they did the proper oh my God, the Tanuki suit. Um, outfit for Peach as well. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, lots of things where I was like, that's, yeah, all right. Like, like Peach in general. Like, yes, we get to see her with the Fire Flowers in her Fire Flower costume, which looks fucking awesome. But also, her, like, battle-ready combat suit that <laughs> she wears. With the and everything. With the halberd. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm yes, glad yes, we're, getting, we're, and- we're not getting damsel Peach. Exactly, yeah, and I, I, um, I think it was Tim Geddes brought up a good point where it seems to be keeping in tradition with Mario games, sort of uh, uh, some 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 of the Mario games, um, as it's not we're not saving Princess Peach, we're saving Luigi. Like that's 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 what it seems to be like because a lot of those like team up scenes all together, Luigi's not there, and Luigi seems to be away somewhere else. Um, but and oh, man, Charlie Day. As Luigi, Genius like casting, just absolute chef's kiss. You could not do any better of a job than so that. Good. That was, it's so good. And just that one line you hear him say is just like, yes, yeah. yep, you've, na- yep, that is again, that is like, what like Luigi said, would be like after this trailer. Every performance, I'm like, all right, the only one that is still falling flat is Chris Pratt as Mario. Yep, unfortunately, yeah, like that. Like everyone else, like that oh, lets man. it go at the start of a trailer. I was like. Nah. <laughs> yeah, and like and the Wahoo, it's like okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. It's almost like they put that they put the jump sound in there. I know it has to be in there because he was doing a hop, yeah. which he's also doing the. He's doing the. I know. I know. Drift skid. Like it's so. They they net they understood the assignment when they did the this. Only, they have put so much detail into this. The only question is going to be is will it work as like a cohesive film, right? And is or is it just going to be like that's true? Lots of little things when Nintendo fans are like. I know that, but we'll see. I mean, the trailer looks fun. The movie looks fun. So I'm definitely going to see it either way. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to break any boundaries in terms of story. I think it's just going to be a fun, yeah. like, I'm, all right. I'm not expecting. Kingdom's under attack. We need to save it. Oh, also my brother's under it, like, is being held captive. We've got to save him. Let's go and adventure through the lands. Like, that's all I wanted to be, really. It'll be interesting. Really, I don't want him to try and do anything. I'd be I'd be happy if they did, but when it comes down to it, like a pure base level, I'm like, I just want it to be fun. Yeah, and I I do just want to sit there and just be like, oh my god, I get to see like this part. Oh my god, they're doing that. Even like the cheap cheeps jumping over the bridge. Yeah, like again, in like, Super Mario World. It's at just, every point of this trailer, I was like, yeah, I was so I was good. pointing me like, that's that. Yeah, yep. I don't know. Yeah, it looks fun. I'm excited to see it. Way more. I'm I'm just kind of shocked at how excited I am to see it. Like. After that yeah, first teaser, right. I was like, oh, "All right, okay." But after this one, I'm, I wanna... I'm absolutely in. Well, see, I like after the first one, I was I was already like, "Yeah, all right, this is going to be a fun time. I'm going to have such a good time going to see this. It's going to be like going to see Sonic, except I actually it, care." It was, but that's that's what I feel like it's going to be like. For me, I think it was just a whiplash, right? It had me at the start with the with the Bowser stuff, and I was like, "All right, Jack Black." But then shifting the focus back to yeah. mine, I was like, "Oh no, Chris Pratt." <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Ruined forever by yeah. that Twitter video. Um, Ruined. Yeah, yeah. 
It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I'm so excited for this. I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like this could be the one. Don't, this could be don't the, say the one. This could be the one. Don't say it. No, I have, I have, okay. I have faith. All right. Bookmark this podcast, I guess, and we'll check back. We'll, yep. we'll check out the uh, Rotten Tomatoes next April. Yep, it's fine. That's fine. I'll be the one. Who's like, oh, but just check the audience score. No, don't don't be, worry don't, about that. Don't be that yeah. person. Don't be that person. I hate all. those people. <laughs> um, anyway, we're, uh, I'm sure you'll hear us talk more about this in the coming months and leading up to the eventual releases. Here's the thing, though. I had a thought. Is the next Mario game going to be like a movie tie-in? No. You don't think so? Nah. nah, man. Nintendo Nintendo knows how to sell a Mario game. And they know that they need to do... That's they true. might time some sort of Mario game near it. But yeah, yeah like Odyssey 2 is... I, at this point, that's like Switch 2. That's not happening this gen. Like the yeah. Big Mario well, that's game what I'm, I'm thinking. Of. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's Odyssey 2. I think it is a different Mario game. I think it's something... Okay. More akin it, to. Uh, I have to open up Google to double check this. Um, oh, okay. Oh. No, no, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get my because Nintendo has all their like you know little internal studios. I'm trying to remember who was attached to this rumor. Um, okay. All right. God, I wish I could. Just, I want a quick answer. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Google? Uh, screw it. Like, don't forget, I, I I feel like I remember at some point reading that, that maybe not the Mario team, but a Mario team was attached to it. But um, there was that Donkey Kong rumor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's a rumor that's been floating around for a while. There's a new DK I mean, game coming. But like from, not from Retro, from Nintendo themselves. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, with the Kongs seeming like they're going to have quite a presence yeah past a cameo in in the um in the movie that would that would make sense i guess yeah i could definitely see it um, i guess we'll see it's it's again at this point it's kind of hard to like you you're lucky if you can get close to predicting what nintendo is planning at the best of times oh god yeah this is this is like if in uh in the words of kind of funny this is like we nintendo decision like wnd but in the best kind of way like it actually has kind of worked out Kind of almost like that. It, it gives me like thoughts of like when we first saw Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and like it got leaked and we're like, what the? Are you fucking serious? They're doing Mario's teaming up with the Rabbit and it's a what? And this one's like, oh, the people who made Despicable Me and and like the Secret Life of Pets and like Nintendo's trusting them. But it's like this trailer comes out and it's like, Carry on. Yeah. Well, Carry I, on. I, I guess, honestly, if anything, if this does turn out good, the message there might be that Nintendo is good at controlling the things they work with. Whether mm-hmm. that's good or bad yeah. for the creative side of it, who knows? But Nintendo is tight on the quality control. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a, a positive, I guess. Um, speaking of positives, I'm running with this. Uh, like I said before, it's December now. Uh, we are, as of recording, about a week away, just over a week away from the Game Awards, the Keelys, uh, whatever you want to call them. So this is our sort of inaugural episode that we 
that or our annual episode that we we do every year where we go through the categories say what we've picked um chuck a couple of bets down and then you know, inevitably you, i lose you ready to play some you're gonna have to play more perfect dark zero if you lose this time at this fucking point i'm gonna have to finish this it's not gonna be like game. a full playthrough and that's more than i played like i got like two God. missions in and i was just like i'm not playing this game anymore if it if it was able to like if i could be bothered setting up if I had a capture card, I could set up my. I could be bothered to say on my Xbox in my PC room. I would stream it. I can't believe it's not on PC at all. Like that's the thing. Like if it was on PC, I would be like, fine, fuck it, I'll stream it. At least it, it's content. Like you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go through the game awards nominees. Um, and like category by category. Um, and we're going to sort of throw out our predictions and our bets and our, our picks for what we think is going to win. Um, we are slight, having a slight caveat like we do most years. We are going to sort of gloss over the esports categories, mainly because we don't really know. Like, we're sort of voting in them, but, like, I don't... It's it's based off nothing. Yeah, and I know um, that you could be like, well, you should research them. And you are correct. I could research yeah. them. But yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I, any spare time that I have at the moment is playing God of War Ragnarok. Like that is fair. that is That's because fair. I'm trying to play that game that I so desperately want to play and and enjoy. Um, so yeah, I, I ain't got no time for that. But so we'll go through category by category, starting at the bottom with the East best esports event. The nominees are Evo 2022, uh, 2022 League of Legends World Championship, PGL Major Antwerp 2022 the 2022 mid-season Invitational, and the Valorant, Valorant Champions 2022. There's the categories. I've picked League of Legends because it's usually a safe bet. But I, I, I And um, as always with this event, this one I voted for, the only one I care about, which is Evo. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to vote for Evo, but I was like... Oh, Evo gets a special mm. shout-out this year for having for um, working with a bunch of musicians and making a, a theme song for every game for the top eight. That's so like, cool. like when they did all the top eights, like they had like a, as they usually do, they usually have like a, a video montage to intro them, but it was with like a, a special song made with like particular artists, which was just cool. That's dope. They did it for all their top eight games, which is really cool. All on Spotify really if you want to listen to them. That's really cool. I can't take my vote back. I want to go for either now. Too bad, baby. Um, Doesn't matter anyway. Best, <laughs> best esports coach. Uh, the nominees are Andrew Blade Horodensky, going with that, uh, from Natus Vincia for CSGO, uh, uh, Matthias uh, Berserker, I'm assuming, BZKA, Tarasconi from Loud for Valorant, Eric Doombros Sandgreen, FPX uh, for Valorant, Robert Roban Dahlstrom from FaZe Clan for CSGO, and then Go score Dongbin from Gen G for League of Legends. I have no idea, honestly. And again, I, I, it, it's tough for me because I don't. These are three games that I have no interest in following. So like, and yeah, I know that's right. That's just me. Um, yep. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, it was like my ignorance is going to show here, but like, when in doubt, vote Phase Clan. So that's what I did. Um. Speaking of which, best esports team. Dark Zero Esports, FaZe Clan, Gen G, LA Thieves, and Loud. Um, I went FaZe Clan. So, uh, yeah. There are games attached to those as well. 
I'm sure if you understand any of those teams, you'll know those games, what they are. Um, yeah. So that's the esports team. Cool. Uh, best e- best esports athlete, which is Yong uh, Shovi Jihoon, which is from Gen G for League of Legends. Lee Faker Sang Hyuk from T1 for League of Legends. Finn Carrigan Anderson, FaZe Clan, CSGO. Alexander Simple Kostilev from Natus Vincia for CSGO. And Jacob Yay Whitaker from Cloud9 for Valorant. Um, I went for Faker because I know that name. <laughs> so I was like, I oh, know that one. That's, I've heard that name. Um, so, yeah, come on, Faker. All right. So from here on out, we've actually got predictions for what we think um, is going to win and what we actually voted for. Um, so the way we do these things are, like, you get a point. If you vote for... If your if your vote is for what you think is going to win and what you actually voted for are different, you get a point for if one of those wins. So say for you know I I, I think that Dota two is going to win, but I voted for League of Legends. If League of Legends wins, I still get a point. If Dota two wins, I get a point. But you can double down. So if you just go, I think it's going to win, and that's what I voted for, that's a double down, you get two points. Double down. The double down. The double down at KFC. Uh, We've got our first uh, first category is best esports game. And the nominees are Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. Yeah. I've gone for League of Legends. Oh, well, you, Joel, you'll be surprised to know. Me too. Yep. And it's, it's my probably going it's win. my prediction so, of my vote. Like I just Yep. It just I, I don't know. It's League of Legends, right? It is it is eternal. I mean, it is everywhere. It is forever. It's it's like when in doubt, vote League of Legends. Like if there'd been like a, a new esports game, because I feel like Valorant was up last year, wasn't it? That's not new this year. It's not new, new, no. Yeah. If it'd been a new one, maybe, but I think if you're looking at the staples, then I just think, yeah, I think League just like. I feel wins. like Valorant Valorant could take it, I think, because this year it seems like it's sort of come into its own. But again, this is from a very, 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 very much outside, outsider's point of view. So, yeah. Anyway, most anticipated game nominees are Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Gosh, Joel. I wonder. Now, we we count this, don't we? Because I guess it's an award they will give a winner to, right? I mean, yeah, I've put it down. Yeah, me too. And I've put it down as a, as a times two. This is another, but, this um, is another double down for, for Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's Zelda, 100%. Right? Like, I'm really keen for 16. Resident Evil 4 looks me amazing. Too. But mm-hmm. a, full, a, a full-blown new Zelda, like that, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Or and not even a full blown new Zelda, a sequel to like to like the the best Zelda, the, the groundbreaking <laughs> Zelda that like shook Zelda out of its like slumber. And it all like, oh, you could all say as well that shook open world games like out of it's, like it's just my favorite thing. Of... Like I I feel like I've talked about this a lot, but I just love that Nintendo was just like, all right, we'll make an open world Zelda. You've never made one before. <sighs> It'll be fine. And I just how hard could it be? This out, and everyone's just like, shit. <laughs> 
that's the, that's that's how they should be. That's the template. Like that's that's how you should do it from now on. And then Elden Ring and came along, and was like, "What if we one-upped it?" And they did. Suck it. Yeah, I said, it. <laughs> "Oh God." All right, all right. I'm sure this won't be the last we talk about Elden oh. Ring in this episode. <laughs> you wish it was the last time we talk about Elden Ring. I don't. I really don't. Uh, okay. Next. Uh, next category is the best adaptation, which is sort of uh, the the. The caption here is that recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. So the nominees for this one are Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. This is another double I have for me for Arcane. I've split my vote here. Okay. Because I, I think Arcane will win it. But... I had to vote for Edge Runners because it's so good. Like, I had to vote with my heart here. It was just—I mean, it's so funny because I, I feel th- like I—you, I, I, if you'd watched all of Arcane, <laughs> okay, all right, I'll, it's I'll, really good. I'll add it to my and list. honestly, like as much as all the, especially Cyberpunk was great, and um, I heard Sonic Hedgehog Two was fun. When I saw this award was up and I saw Arcane was in, I'm like, I mean, Arcane yeah. has been waiting for like a podium to stand up on and receive its awards from like the gaming industry. This seems like a given really. This, this is why I lose these things. Um, also shout out to the Cuphead show. I've watched a fair bit of that. It's, it's fun. I really enjoy it. Um, just because it's just like those, it's in the style of the cartoons that the game was paying homage to. And it's fun. Um, and also Uncharted and my son is loves there. it. I, I mean, Uncharted, I had a fun time with that movie. I very much enjoyed that. It was just a fun, turn your brain off, fun movie. And I think I think I've said this on the show before as well. But I feel like this is one of those rare instances where I'm like, I really do hope it gets a sequel because I feel like it'll hit the ground running. It's done all the legwork that they needed to do to set up for general audiences, and now like there's there's like a little little bit at the end of, of the movie that sort of like gives you a taste of what that I mean, could look like and maybe i'm I'm excited to see that maybe if sony didn't have so many other games turning into like tv shows and movies maybe but i feel oh, like they're, they're man very full. next year next year this category right <laughs> we know where that's going hopefully fingers crossed well, let's, wait, let's wait and see what else gets in out like there, there could be other adaptations joel okay let's just it's just you know ease up i mean last of us was looking pretty good i still have looking- my doubts about that show I'm sure it'll be fun, um, but I'm still, I'm but I'm, my, I still maintain. I'm like, all right, here we go. The Joel and Ellie story again. I mean, yeah, but it looks like they're expanding on some of the characters in the universe as well. Anyway, um, we'll talk about that when that comes out. Uh, next category we've got is best debut indie. Oh, I have beef um, with this category. I do as well. And it's for the game that I voted for as well. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the nominees are Neon White. Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. I have split my vote here. I voted for Neon White, even though... I mean, technically, yes, I guess the studio is new, but Ben Esposito is not new to making games. So, I don't know. I don't know what the the technicalities are for that. But, um... What I think will win is Vampire Survivors. Yeah, so I, I split my vote here as well. I voted for Tunic because out of this list, 
It's my favorite. The best, the actual mm-hmm. best debut indie game this year is a little game called Signalis. But oh yes, whatever. yep. Um, yep. But I did, I do think Vampire Survivors would as well. It's, again, it's one of those games that everyone's been talking about, especially with increasing intensity of these last couple of weeks. So I feel like yeah, a, a, it'll probably win. It was great timing on their behalf to announce it coming to P, uh, to console Game Pass in the last couple of weeks. Once the nominees came out, I think um, I played a little bit of it. It's so good. If this game was on the Switch, holy shit, I would play nothing else. Um, I've played some like some knockoff versions of them um, of this game on mobile with all the fun mobile trappings. And I tell you what, I've played. I played a lot of it. It's there's something about like just growing in. It, it is classic. Press button, make number go up. Yeah. But you don't even have to press button. Like, like it's just the only reason I haven't really played it is because I don't want to. It's not. It's not a game I want to sit on my PC and play. But I definitely see the appeal. no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. This is a handheld game, like playing on like a phone or a Switch or a Steam Deck. If you're hey, how dare you? Somewhere that isn't Australia. How dare you, Joel? You do not bring up the Steam Deck here because don't you know it's hard to get. Even if they're giving one away at the Game Awards. <laughs> Uh, no, sorry. They're giving away one per minute. That's so much. Worse. I think is what I saw. I am, They're giving away about a hundred and fifty. I of am them. infinitely more angry yep. now. Hard so, to get. Thank Hard you. To get. Thank you. I, I know that I saw. I saw someone say that that like that they they sort of read the the specific the specificities of it. It was like yeah, one per mi- on average per minute. My I was God. Like, Can't sell them to Australia though. Can't do that. What the fuck? Like yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Fucking whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, next category we've got is Content Creator of the Year. The nominees are Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, Nibelian, Noburu, and uh, QT Cinderella. A double down um, here. I mean, double down here. It's got to be not Old Mate Nibel, right? Um, it's so. It's just. It is so very funny the conversation this this brought up, um, and and around whether or not he was a content creator. Uh, even though he was like a news That's aggregator, true. but it, as people pointed out, like I mean, a lot of podcasts sort of do the similar thing. It's just they do it in audio format, uh, mm-hmm. not to reduce yep. podcasts because you know we have one. But <laughs> you know, and he also had like yep. a a community that followed him for it. And man, it was so handy to be like, all right, I need to, I'm running, I need to, I'm crunching this podcast prep. What am I going to do to find out? I'll go either you know you go to reset error or you slot up Nibelian's Twitter feed. Sadly, though, he has now left Twitter. And, wow, he got out at a good time as that platform yeah, burns to the ground. But, um, yeah, I just think this is a good chance. He's got out of the, the, the industry full stop, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, He's well, because like, he figured not- out, because he tried launching a Patreon and then figured out he could not make it profitable, which it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I get it, yep. right? He, he probably, he, like, Absolutely. based on following him, like, he put a lot of time into what he did. And Absolutely. if you can't make it work for you, then it's just like, sucks, but you got to cut it loose, which is a shame. It was the... Cl- it was the classic thing of just like, oh man, did you hear about this like new rumor? It's like, oh, where'd you hear that? Uh, Nobel's just tweeted yeah, about it. Oh shit. That was like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. There's some validity to this now. Um, so yeah, when I saw this category, I saw he was nominated. I was like, ah, it's no brainer. I reckon like, that's, shot. I think he might. I think it'll be a nice send off for him as well, which would be great. Um, best multiplayer nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses. Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I've split my vote here. I doubled down because I looked at this category and I'm like, whatever. 
Yeah, look, I voted for Tin uh, for Shredder's Revenge because that game fucking rules. Um, even though I didn't play it multiplayer, I played That's it so solo. Funny, Joel. It's so funny. Played it solo, still had a great time. Um, but I think Modern Warfare might win it. I doubled down on TMNT. Is- like, I looked at this oh. list and it just it's so funny to me to see Splatoon three up for his nomination. Like that game's online is still a mess. I'm like. Mm. I guess Ooh. I guess if you're lucky you could play it as a multiplayer game. But uh And then you've got you've got Overwatch 2 who there's Which like, is probably just Overwatch currently being like <laughs> It is more just Overwatch but with less things. <laughs> hey, they're like a new with, hero next week, Joel. With, no, with less incentives. I know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they have come out that they're retooling the way that they will be dishing out rewards. And then there's multiverses, um, which is a game that I've already forgotten about. Yeah. Hey, people love it. Good it's for them. I'm, well, I'm glad but, for them. But yeah, I've I've forgotten about it. It was fun, but I never had a real drive to go back to it. I'd put it that way. Uh, and then, yeah, COD. I was like, I'm, my vote here. Like. I'm just going to, I'm like, you know, if it's going to win anything, I think this is going to be the category it wins, to be honest. But um, even then, who knows? It's hard to say. It is like, cause you have to like the media votes on this. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, because uh, I don't pay much attention to the game, to the games. I don't know what the general consensus is on modern warfare 2's multiplayer yet. Yeah. I haven't really seen anything. Did you see again, that like video said. today? The, um, the new operator, I think it's for Warzone. No, <laughs> it's, um, hang on. Let me just, I want to make sure I get this, the, the character, the person, right. I'm scared because you're the person who showed me the fucking, Siege fucking I, near automata crossover I, characters, I, I, and I can't you, unsee those. Not ready for this. Oh Jesus! So you know, you know how it's it's FIFA right now, right? Oh God! They announced yeah, a new World operator for big. Warzone and Modern Warfare Two. It's uh, Lionel Messi. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like right, okay, sure. just running around as a soccer player, just gunning people down. Why not? <laughs> sure, sure. And with that, Video what a segue to add. Video games are weird. That is a great segue to our next category, which is best sports slash racing game. I might game. change my vote now. <laughs> out, of, out of fear. I'll be honest, out of fear. Just, yeah. Yep. That's fair. Um, the nominees are F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Oli Oli World. I have split my vote here. I doubled down I had to in vote. your honor. Oh, thank you. I split my vote because I was too cowardly to, to double down on it. But, I mean... Oli Oli World, it's a fucking great game that I really should get back to. Um, that's what I voted What's your prediction for. then? Um, GT7. Okay, because honestly, like, I looked at this list and I was like, I don't feel like I've heard anything spectacular about any of them, really. And I was like, well, I mean, Oli Oli World's yeah. fun, so I'm just going to vote for that and predict it. <laughs> I was just like, again, it was like, when all this was bet on Gran Turismo, but then I was also just thinking then, it didn't have a good... Like, I feel like GT7 came out and then no one talked about it. I don't know. It's uh, also a weird category. And that's why I was like, it oh, is. holy holy, maybe. Yeah, I hope up, man. If it gets up, fucking good on Roll7. Like, they are just out here crushing it at the moment. Between that and what else did they release this year? There was something Roll else, but I can't put, remember what it was. Roll7 put something else out this year that I was like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. Hang on. Let me see. Uh, what did they do this year? Oh, Roller Drone. Oh, yeah. Speaking of games, I forgot Another about game. Clearly, very yep. clearly. It was on sale for, for Black Friday and I didn't pick it up. I was like, oh, damn it. I can't justify it. Um, 
Our next category is best sim slash strategy game. Uh, the nominees are Dune Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Double down on this one. I bet it's on the same one I doubled down on. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be Sparks of Hope, right? Sparks. Sparks of Hope is... I, I still can't believe how fun it is. Like... Yeah. It, the, and I think a lot of people are like that. It's one thing to make a good Mario and Rabbids game, but then to make a mm-hmm. second one bit... I mean, sure, it's a bit less surprising because a lot of a lot of the trappings are there, but they still find ways to. I don't know, man. It's Bowser's in it. And he, he's fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. And he um, can, he can live out Bowser's worst, like his worst nightmare, by hanging out with two Mario's. Yep, yep. Um, shout out to Two Point Campus just uh, announced a update to that that's coming or DLC or something that's like you have like a space like university that you can run. Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, Shout out to Shiro Games being on there. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, first, I played yeah. um their little Viking RTS Northgard when that came out in 2017. I haven't oh, played yeah. Doom Spice Wars yet. I've got it installed on Game Pass. I haven't had a chance to boot it up yet. But um, yeah, I love Northgard, so I'm just happy to see them doing well. Yeah, awesome. Uh, next is the uh, best Nintendo game. Yeah, but there it's we not go. This year, <laughs> it's not this year. Uh, best family. But you know game a Nintendo category. game's going to win it. I mean, yeah. Like, Okay, the nominees are Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. I doubled down on this one, and I don't know if it's the right I doubled choice, down as well on this one. Yeah, I went for Kirby. I also went for Kirby. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, re-looking over it, I'm like, oh, does Sparks of Hope get this as well? And I was like, no, I feel like it'll get the other category. This one, I feel like, Kirby had such good buzz around it. Anyone who played it was just like, this game rules. Yeah, I this think it's so much fun. If um if Mario and Rabbids wasn't going to win the other one, I think it would win here. But I think because it will probably take mm-hmm. Sim strategy, I think this is Kirby's one to win. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think it, I think it deserves it. I think as well. again, I think Splatoon three has just got too much weird talk around how it's just like we're still sort of getting it right. Mm. Uh, Switch Sports is well, it's Switch Sports and Lego Star Wars. I hear is fun, but I've also heard my fair share of people who were like, "Oh, I didn't really like how it how it was as a game." So, yeah, I feel like Kirby is the one who's going to take it home. I think so too. I think it's um, <clears throat> the general consensus is that game is a very good video game, no matter yeah. your skill level or you know, um, or hardcoreness with video games. I don't know. I couldn't find a better way to say it. And I hated myself for saying that. Too bad. That's um, already said it. It's out there. Yep. I, yep, absolutely. Um, best fighting game. Uh, nominees for this category are DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters, I don't know what, 16? 15. No, 15. Thank you. Uh, Multiversus and Sifu. This one is so weird. I've doubled down here as well on the game. It's, it's brought up a lot of interesting discussion. It's just like, technically, it doesn't really belong in this category, which yes, is why I think I've it's probably going to win. Thing. Yeah, it's, I've done the same thing. It it feels like it doesn't belong here, but also if you really sort of peel back the layers and look at it, you go, I mean, actually, the, maybe? Yeah. On, where is it? Where is it? Because like, here's the problem, right? The game Sifu, right? Like, this is, you, yeah. I guess technically it could be, but, like, when you read the description for best fighting, it's like, for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. And while you do beat people up in Sifu, that's not what I think of when I see it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I was the same thing, too. I, like, placed my vote and went, 
I don't feel good about this, but I feel like it's the right choice. Yeah. And like, the other reason I did it is because, again, I looked at the other nominees and realistically, like maybe Multiversus could win it, but I really don't. DNF Duel, as much as I love Arxis, like that game sort of seems like it's going to be quiet. I haven't heard much about King of Fighters 15, so I don't know. I feel yeah. like Sifu might win it just based on that alone. Yep. I think that's probably uh, just based on brand recognition, like familiarity with the audience. Um, all right, on to our next category, which is best role playing. The nominees are Elden Ring, uh, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I I doubled down, but I nearly split my vote here. Yeah, it would be a safe bet, I think, because I think I didn't do it. I doubled down as well, but uh, I doubled down on Elden Ring. I doubled down on Xenoblade. Yeah, see that? Uh, okay, this is where things get interesting. Because I feel like, so, I don't know. If it's it's another, it's another discussion that you could have yeah, well, like, about that. Elden Ring is an RPG. It is an RPG. It's an action RPG. It is. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, again, I just think like Xenoblade 2 didn't get its due when it came out because it missed the Game Awards mm-hmm. window because it came out in December. And obviously you mm-hmm. are eligible for the next year if you do that. But by the time that next year rolls around, you've got no hope. Uh, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It could be Elden Ring, but I, for some reason I feel confident that Xenoblade might actually walk away with this one. I, I think you're right. Like I said, I doubled down on Elden Ring just because I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. But I feel like Xenoblade, this is this is its category to win. I mean, it's, I think it's the only one it's nominated for, but... Um, what? Yeah, no, it's, like, it, it's, it's, it? it's up for other categories, Joel. Okay. Well. It's up for um. It's up for music. Oh, okay. How could you yep. forget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up for Goaty. Oh my god, is it? Yeah, oh, it's up shit. for Goaty, man. Sorry, which is which is a name. It's a, it's like it's an odd. It's like paying it tribute, right? Because it's not going to win. We all know it's nah. between two games. Who who wins that? Mm-hmm. But it is nice mm-hmm. to see Zinovay get the hat. The hat like tips to it because it's a very. Yep. I haven't finished it yet, but it's very good. Yep, that's what I hear. I'm probably never gonna play. No, that's fair. Like you can play a standalone, but I would recommend you play the first two games, and those are like seventy hours a piece. So I don't blame I don't. you. I don't oh, blame God. you. I don't. I haven't gone I back and played no. through Persona Five Royal, a game that I genuinely do enjoy and love and adore. Yeah. And and that there's new content with that is apparently it's very good. like it's very fucking good. great. I don't have time to play that, let alone a brand new like hundred millennia. Now. Our, oh, it is sold up a million now it's hit by the, up the other platforms who'd have thunk it would sell it's, what a sort of surprise that was oh, oh my god yeah I feel like I'm gonna rebuy it on Switch and that's gonna be the way I actually play it and get through it like it's yeah anyway next category we've got is best action slash adventure game the nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem God of War Ragnarok Horizon Forbidden West Stray and Tunic I'm doubling down here. Oh, yeah? What are you double down on? I'm going Gold War. Yeah, I think God of War's got it. <laughs> yep, I think so. I, I think, it, I think yep. it's between God of War and Horizon. And that's mostly I, I because genuinely think you're right there. I don't yep. know if Horizon can win anything else, but I still think God of War's got it. Yeah, I like, yeah. I think this is, yeah. If Horizon was, again, was to win a category, I think this is. Yeah, it. but I still think. Maybe we'll get to another category where maybe through technicalities it could but even still i don't think it's going to win that um yeah 
I think, yeah, this is, if, if God of War, this is its one to have. And if it wins game of the year, sure. But if it doesn't, it's still got this, yeah, to put on the box or whatever. Um, on to the next category, which is best action game. You know, actually, I, 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 sure. I get the differences between them, sure. but we've got to figure out a better way of naming them. I know, them. right. Uh, the, the nominees are Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I've split my vote here. Me too. I also split my vote. Yep. I voted for Bayonetta 3 because I had to do it for my girl. Um, and I, but I think Neon White could win it. So I also had Neon White as my prediction, but I'm going to, I'm voting for TMNT. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think Neon White could very much win this because I think it, again, for lack of a better name and title of, of action game, I feel like it nails the brief of that. Like it's, it's focused primarily on combat, which is, yes, that's exactly what it is, really. Because um, it gives you the option to completely ignore all of the dating sim stuff where you can just pretend it doesn't exist and keep playing the game. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope so too. Ben Esposito, what a legend. And also the game rules. So uh, our next category is best VR slash AR. Uh, and nominees are After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Um, I played it super safe and like picked, I doubled down on a game and I'm like, oh, I heard the first one was good. <laughs> that's that's how my vote went for this one. I split my vote, but I feel like, uh, yeah, I voted for Moss Book 2 because of that exact reason. Where I was like, I've heard the first one's really good. Um, and uh, it seems like it was more of that. But I feel like Bone Lab could win it, depending on who's voting on this category. Because um, I've heard that's like a pretty impressive technical VR game. Okay. So Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm guess wondering if that's on, thing. Yeah, about. who's voting for it and like what they're basing it on, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, that's 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 why I was like, I'll split the vote. Maybe we'll go Covering over the point. Bet, hedging your bets, I, we'll I respect it. Exactly. Yep. You know, it's one of the only ones that I'm doing it on. I love this. From here on out, there's a lot of double downs. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, next category is innovation in accessibility. And nominees are As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. I doubled down here um, on The Last of Us too. Part 1. I doubled down on God of okay. War Ragnarok. Hmm. So that, that's going to be a fun category, I think. Yeah, I mean... It was between those two for me. Um, I have heard Return of Monkey Island has some really good stuff in there as well. Um, and the other two, I'm like, I mean, Supermassive are usually pretty good because they want as many people to enjoy their games as possible yeah. because they're the type of games you want to enjoy with a lot of people. So, um, yeah, but I feel so, like Sony's that's... been killing it in the accessibility front. And I just remember hearing such true. amazing things about part, Last of Us Part 1's like, re-release. Ragnarok yeah. is very good, very very good. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's I a video like of like Steve. There's a video of like Steve Saylor starting up Last of Us Part One and seeing all the accessibility. I think it's Steve Saylor um, seeing all the options and stuff and just sort of crying. Yeah, and it's like wow. Okay, 
I'm glad they're taking awesome it. I'm glad they're taking it seriously, and it's like front and center when you start the game up as well. It's very, it's very mm-hmm. good. I do respect it. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, cool. All right, another nice, interesting category we can split down the middle there. Uh, all right, <clears throat> now we're on to best community support. Uh, our nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I double down here on the safe bet. Yeah, which is fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I split my vote. I voted for Destiny Two because I, I because I got back into it this year, and I was just like, ah, it's been fun. The community is fun. Um, but yeah, I think fourteen will win it. <laughs> yeah, I think fourteen's community support is just so good with their live letters and all that. Like they just, they just like I know that Bungie's like this week at Bungie's are always good, but I feel like because fourteen's been doing it for so long, they've just they've just sort of yep. perfected the formula. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think you're hundred percent right, but I still had to I still had to just Don't forget y'all. We are we are less than a week away from a new Destiny season. I know, I need to get in it's and now see my last call in Destiny Two right now for the season upon yeah, double XP and everything, need... like anything you're missing, now's the time. <laughs> I need to get in there and have a look and watch that cutscene. Yes, it's yeah, it's very good. I've heard good things. Um, so Liana Rupert was like watching it. And even though she'd seen it a million times because she works for Bungie, um, she still it's is like really nice. <laughs> streaming it and crying, crying her eyes out. I'm it's like, really, cool. It's really nice. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a very sweet cutscene that it delivers on something that people, a lot of people have been waiting for. It's very nice. Sick. Oh, maybe I'll do that tonight before I go to bed. Um, all right. On to the slam dunk category, in my opinion. Uh, best mobile game. Our nominees are Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Tower of Fantasy, and Marvel Snap. Come on now, come on now. Double down, snap all Double the down, way, baby. Snap. There's no way it loses this. <laughs> this is like the the biggest of slam dunk. Like swish, you got this. There's no way. Like, I would be shocked if Snap didn't win this. I'm still yeah hooked on Snap. <laughs> To Genshin Impact, maybe I'd be like, okay, sure, maybe there's still a rabid fan base for that, whatever. But you like, can't, you can't escape Marvel Snap at the moment. Fucking it's Marvel Snap. It's is definitely like... dropped off a bit from the fever it was at, you know, a few, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I still see lots of people showing their decks or posting pictures of cards they've gotten or players they've yep. gone. So it's still. Um, I saw today. Did you see? Um, uh, Gabe from Penny Arcade has done some card variants. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. And so he's done like a there's a Deadpool one. And oh, there's two other ones as well. I can't remember what they were. But the Deadpool one's really cool. Someone pointed out he's got his hands up, touching the two corners. So he's basically holding onto the power and the cost because he knows he's in a card. That's great. And like Gabe like tweeted back at that person was like, oh, I'm glad they let me run with that idea that the guys at Marvel Snap let me run with that idea. So that was his intent. That's like, nice. That's really That's cool. very cool. Yeah. yeah no, very, I very think cool. Marvel Snap's got this one in the bag. Yep, yep. Oh, there's a Doctor Strange one and, yeah, one more. But, yeah, he's got three ones. He posted up. Go look at um, Gabe from uh, Penny Arcade's Twitter. He's got these uh, card variants that he's been doing for them, which is really cool. Um, Best indie game. Our nominees are Melbourne's own Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Double down on this one because I want it to win so badly. I split my vote I, here. I, I want massive, like yeah. I mean, massive monster. Come on. I Cult of the Lamb. I predict Cult of the Lamb will win, but 
Tunic yeah. is far and away out of this list, like the best indie game I played this year. Like I love right. Call of the Lamb, but I yep. love Tunic. And I love, love, love Signalis, but again, not here. Not here. It's fine, <laughs> video game industry. It's fine. Your snubbing um, has been noted. It, this is an interesting category because I feel like Cult of the Lamb, yes, will probably win it, but Neon White could sneak in. I mean, the uh, Tunic crowd could come through. Stray could like snatch it. This could go to any of these games. It could. They're, they're, all, all the nominees are actually pretty pretty well placed to like win and could easily, there's a good discussion about each of them winning if they do. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do yeah. think that Cult of the Lamb will win, even if I'm, I, I will not be budging for my vote on Tunic. <laughs> <laughs> the Cult will not be stopped. Um, Apart from when you hit credits and then you, you don't need to go back. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe one day they'll do more. Anyway, best ongoing game. Nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Um, I split my vote here the exact same way when these two games were nominated last. I voted for Destiny 2 because, again, I got back into it this year and it was had a fucking ball with it. Um so, yeah, you know, my personal pick is Destiny 2, but I think 14 might win it. I doubled down on 14, and I was I was gonna go with Destiny 2, but there's the last few weeks has been permeated with discussion about the current season and how the player base has really dropped off because of it. So, I don't know if okay. currently Destiny 2 is in the in the best light to be to be going for this, even though I still am having a blast with it. I'm also playing other games and people who only play Destiny. Yeah. Uh, feeling a bit burnt out based on how the last mostly this season has gone but it, they were like they felt it creeping into the previous season whereas I didn't so I don't know who knows okay. maybe I'll be wrong maybe like the new season will start and everyone will be back on board and then it'll win but I don't know I, something about that, that recent discussion makes me think that maybe 14 will get it okay yeah I, I mean f- f- like what Endwalker came out this year too didn't it no that was late last year late last year okay I feel- but I mean I guess the the, yeah, the going, hangover from point. that. When did Endwalker come out? What was the exact date? Is this like it's... Is this It's Game Awards? What, what's the cutoff? I don't remember. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, yeah, no, it came out in December. Yeah, wow. No, wait. Yeah. No, that was not... Endwalker was some... Um, yeah, no, yeah, this is probably Endwalker's. <laughs> yeah, okay. I felt like I heard a lot of people this year in particular talking I couldn't talking remember about if it was Endwalker. December or earlier. But yeah, seeing it, it says initial release date was December 2021, which, yeah, it's that's after the Game Awards cut off. So, yeah, probably 14 then. Yep. Yeah, no, I think it's a safe bet. Kind of wish I doubled down now. <laughs> uh, I brought that up and went, ah, damn it. Um, the next category is Games for Impact. Um, just yeah, the the description for this one is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Uh, the nominees are A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. So I, I split my have, vote here. I've played none of his games, so I doubled down on a game for, for Marco Huber. <laughs> oh. That's Would you double down on? Citizen Sleeper nice i was gonna go for that um i've split my vote here and didn't pick it at all um i've heard really good things about i was a teenage exocolonist um i heard justin mcelroy talking about that on quite a few episodes of the besties um i think yeah it seems like that could very much fit into this category but i think endling might win it um just because, I mean, the subtitle is Extinction is Forever. It's pretty, so, a pretty relevant thing to be 
be yeah. throwing around. Uh, yeah. Albeit on the nose, maybe, but like, hey, got to get the point. Sometimes you got to scream at the top of your voice to get your point across. So, um, best performance. Our nominees are Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, Manon Gage for Immortality, and Sunny Suliak for God of War Ragnarok. I split my vote here. Um. Yeah. Uh. No. 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 What? You split your vote? All right. You go first, then. I'm curious. <laughs> I voted for for Christopher Judge. Yeah. Because, and when I when I wrote it, I accidentally put a T on the end, so I named you Christ Judge, and I'm like, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Still counts. Sure. Still counts. Um. I feel like this is like the uh, what's his name? The guy who made Immortality, Sam. Oh, okay. If Sam, you think, um, but Man Engage. I win. think Man Engage could win this. Um, and from what I played I, of Immortality, which is a, like a few hours, I um, I see what you're saying, but, Joel. But yeah, I think if you'd finish Ragnarok. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm already like anything away. Christopher Judge's performance, I was just like, "Holy shit! This, this is a f- I'm playing a video game, but look at that. Listen to that." I mean, all, already just seeing like, I mean, just thinking about Kratos as a character, and like without getting into too much detail about God of War, but like, it just oh man, it and being a someone who has a a child who is also like I have a son. It's fucking, it's hitting hard in some points. Like, anytime Kratos is just like, I just want him to be better. And like, I just, I want to protect him from all of this. I don't want him to have to get into it. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, yeah, no, I can't, I, I can't deal with this. I can't but, imagine yeah. a world where I don't double down on Christopher Judge in this one. And, um, and like, I feel I, bad for not doing it, but like, I just, there's that little outside. Here's. Like he's where I'm, he's where I'm there, at. But... Honestly, the God of War may need their own category because it's almost unfair. Every I could you could make a five person nominee list from just the God of War Ragnarok actors to be best performance. It's just because like honestly, I get it, but man, I I really wish Frey had been up. She she oh god yes even oh. in Ragnarok. Holy and, um, shit! Like yeah. from where you start with her to even where I'm up to, yeah, I'm just like it's just wow. So this is. So, She's gone on a journey already, it's and it's like, just I, incredible. I think I think Judge has got it. Maybe honestly, if I, I was, so. if you were like, what if Judge doesn't win it? I would honestly nearly pick Sunny Suljic as um, Atreus. That's fair. Atreus has That's a, fair a, well. a lot of good stuff in this game as well. But again, they're all really good performers. So no one, no one who wins is going to be unworthy. It's just I think Christopher no, Judge just yeah. kills it again as Kratos. Oh, just, and just that voice is that just, voice is so good. It's so good. Oh my. God, and I mean, it's just—it's really just his voice. Just he lowers it a lot, but like, yeah, but the, 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 this the extra layer of Ragnarok's incredible like performance capture, just mm-hmm. it takes what is a very good performance and like just goes, what if though? What if even better? And yeah, like, there were several scenes I was just like, I can't believe what I've just watched in this stupid video game that I'm playing. Yeah, <laughs> and all the emotions based around that a I'm character, <laughs> based around a, a character that was like cranky about his dad and he wanted used, to go and kill all the gods and used to have to like get back at him. sex mini games 
yeah, like it's insane. I, oh god, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, all right, let's continue the that, that talk. Uh, best audio design. Our nominees are Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok. Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. I have split my vote here. I double down on it just because it's a shooter. I double down on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, so I think Cod will win it, but like, shout out to God of War. Because like, I was playing that with headphones on last night. Some very good sounds. Oh boy. Oh my God. And like the 3D audio stuff, even though my headphones aren't like the legit 3D Pulse headset, it's just my normal headphones, it's still great to see how well that 3d audio works especially when you're having conversations as you're walking or exploring um you can always tell where that character is yeah so then you know when to direct your anger when they give the puzzle away yeah you just like you spin around just like shut the fuck up the amount of times i wanted to like take mamir off my belt and throw him in the water it's like shut up and i'm sick of you mamir or just everyone just being like um can we get back to what we were doing here and i'm just like we're I'm fucking exploring. getting loot. Okay. I need to. I've got weapons to upgrade. Stop judging I've me. I've got armor to upgrade. I've got. I've got things to craft. I've got to try and get some hack silver, so I've got enough that I can give myself another resurrection stone. I just feel like they were always judging me or telling me exactly what to do, and I was like, "Stop it! You stop it now!" They really are. I think is it. It's it's one of the characters. I don't know if I should. Oh, I suppose they're in the trailer. I don't, I don't know. One of the characters that you're exploring around with um, is basically sort of just being, oh, we're, we're going over there now? Okay. It, okay. We're, it's weird though, right? I think it makes sense of our character. There are other characters that I'm like, leave me alone. I'm cr- How dare like, you speak to me? I'm Kratos. <laughs> you're just being mean now. <laughs> don't yes. like it. Um. Best score of music. This is going to be contentious between this us. Is, I think. Uh, this is heartbreaking for me, but I had to do it. I had to make a choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so best score of music. Our nominees are A Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Double down on this one. I doubled down too. And I didn't, I wanted, I wanted to at least do something for Xenoblade, but Bear McCreary, this is his year. Between God of War, Ragnarok, and Rings of Power, he has killed it this year. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. his Ragnarok score is just so, so good. It's so it's good. It's insanely good. Like, it is just, and it's always just there too. And it just, it'll just come in and then go away. Anytime a theme kicks up, I'm in. like, oh, here we go. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's, he's, incre- like, he's incredibly talented. I just, I um, think little shout great. out to Metal Health Singer. Me- shout out to Metal Health Singer. The songs in that are really, really little good. Little shout out to Mitsuda for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The Xenoblade games have some of the best also music in games. And that's why I was uh, I was so ready to vote for it when it was nominated. But I finished Ragnarok and just hearing that full score, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's Ragnarok. It's just so good. And if, if the category was for best, like, start menu music. Oh, it's Elden Ring. Like... It's fucking Elden, it's Elden Ring. Ring no, no contest. That the Elden Ring like menu theme is the best piece of music I've heard all year, and it's that's so just fucking how it good. Is. I saw that you retweeted, um, yeah, Andy Cortez's video of it, and it makes me. I, every time I see that, I have to stop and watch it because it makes me so happy. Like I just, if, um, if I hear that music, it's like I'll go fucking fight that boss for three hours and lose repeatedly because this music is that yeah. good. Yeah, it makes me believe Absolutely. that maybe this time I'll win. But um, yeah, 
Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, get to hear that song. We're going to get to hear from Bjork at the, um, the Game oh, Awards Orchestra. Shit, yeah. Holy shit. Like, I'm going to have Fuck, my TV turned up to 11 when they blast it. Oh, man. That's going to be fucking great. The Holy Metroid Dread shit. of this year from that orchestra. I cannot wait to hear it. Fuck. That category, that whole performance. It's going to be sweet. Hearing you know what I mean? I'm oh intrigued by the stray part of it, but I'm still really excited to hear how that, like, yeah, sure. that thing sounds. Yeah. Uh, best art direction and nominees are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I doubled down here. I doubled down here as well. I doubled down on Elden Ring. Oh god damn it, me too. Yeah, like I, I just because I'm like art direction, and I'm like fucking some of yeah. the like enemy design in that, like the boss design in that is the boss design fucking like, the, like I'll. Radan in just alone is like, okay, that's if fucking ridiculous, but they made it work. One of my favorite things I did in a video game this year, it is getting on that elevator, and I forget which area it's in, but just starts going down and keeps going down, and it's like, where is this going? Yes. And when you come down to like the glittery like night sky cabin, I'm like, this is gorgeous. This. Yep. Fucking yep. love Elden just, uh, it, For me, it was just like, yeah, just the... the, the, just, the the boss designs alone, I was just like, I, I mean, I expect it from a FromSoft game, but like, still, this one was like, what What if we put giant god man on tiny horse because he loves it so much? Like, that, it's so fucking good. And it, it sounds so stupid, but when you see it and then you hear like why they did that, it's like, and that's really and he's good. Riding around on a horse whilst holding back those stars, those comments. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love Elden Ring. Um, it's yeah, so fucking good. Ragnarok, I think, is a close second. Although, honestly, I nearly, I yeah. nearly did also do a prediction for Scorn, just because that game is only art direction as gross. Hey, that's as it is. that's that's what it's got going for it. I feel. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel. Yeah, like, I feel no, like I, I think, man, it is probably. It's hard not to talk about Ragnarok. In, in this same breath because man there's some there's fucking a, gorgeous stuff in that there like, um speaking of best narrative oh, is <laughs> our next category we've got a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west and immortality um double down yeah i mean I haven't finished the game, but already I'm just like, just from what I've heard from people, like just their re- reactions and from what I've already experienced, I'm like, ah, Scopey Ragnarok, right? I doubled down on Ragnarok. I, I'm i ha- I'm so happy to see Elden Ring's like lore getting shouted, like it's world building as, as storytelling yep. being shouted out. It's so funny. It was watching everyone sort of poke and prod at it being like, well, it's not a tradition. It's like, no, it's not a traditional narrative, but this is, a- we're playing a video game and we have to realize that there are other ways yeah. to tell stories in a video game than making me sit down for an hour to watch a cutscene, you know? Like, let's yeah, make it, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm so glad That's... to see it up there, but I think Ragnarok's narrative is just like in, in a class of its own this year. It's so good. Uh, yeah. And I think too, like you were saying about like the lore and, and, and not just sitting through cutscenes and stuff. And, and yes, Ragnarok has cutscenes, but it also, the cutscenes flow in and out of each other so well. Um, in terms of, I guess it probably links into the next category, which is best game direction. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels like it, it, it flows a lot nicer 
whereas you don't feel like you're in a cutscene as much most of the time. I don't know. This is me. But best game direction is our next category, and our nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Double down on this one. Yeah, me too. I know. I didn't. I split, I, I split my vote. Oh, you split. I doubled down. So I voted for Ragnarok just because I really like the way, from what I've played so far, it's laid out. I, I like its open world areas, but still making, it reminds me of like that one open world area in Uncharted 4. And then when they did it again in Lost Legacy, where it's like, it's, there's a big area, for you, plenty of room to swing a cat, but it's not overwhelmingly so. Um. And yeah, I don't know, like, and and the way that it sort of guides you towards different things and, and and encourages you to explore. But I think Elden Ring will win it. God, I doubled, um, I doubled down on Elden Ring. Unsurprisingly, I looked at the I, I mean, looked at yeah. the description. It was like awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. And I really I love Ragnarok, but so funny. Like I'm I'm really I'm kind of excited to get into Goody Talk to really start breaking this down. The game part of that game is the weakest thing to me honestly um it's really wow. good but there are parts when it sort of go when it, when you are sort of left to explore i kind of got a bit sick of it i was like i'm ready to go back to a story now thanks that's People fair come yep. at me if i want but um it's still really good um and i'm not gonna sit here and say that elden ring's you know completely original and how it's designed either it's like what if we just made a dark souls game that was also a breath of a wild it's like yeah do that <laughs> But it also, yeah, it, in doing so, it made it the most accessible yeah, from soft game. Absolutely. Because it's like, are you having trouble with this one specific area that you're trying to get through? Go do yeah, something else. Go somewhere else. Like, you can go back go here, find yeah. some, it's something, not going something anywhere. else. You'll come back. Yeah. Um, and that alone is like, oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, so some, some it's, freedom in the how you you know play a from software game is nice. Yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. Which is I I was I. I I had to split my vote on that one. Like, I do think Elden Ring will win it, though. Um, Again, much like the next okay. award, it, it could go either way. Like, I do think that it's either Elden really Ring or could. Ragnarok, and I think there's strong cases for both of them. It's just I preferred yep. Elden Ring in this category. Yep. Okay, so he, here we are. We're at Game of the Year. The nominees are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I doubled down. I also doubled down. I doubled down on Elden Ring. Yeah, me too, baby. Like, I'm going to vote against yeah. it. it here's, I, here's where I, I stand. Yeah. I finished Ragnarok last night, and if I was to put together my Game of Year list, number one is still Signalis, but number two is still Elden Ring. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I, I I, think... I don't know. I finished that game, and I, I know, unlike a lot of people, I was just like, I am good. Like, I am good. But having said that, I enjoyed pretty much all of my time in that game um whether it be the frustrating parts or the amazing parts or just decide to do some things differently or yeah i don't know i i had such a good time with it i haven't finished Ragnarok yet i could change my tune when it comes around to our personal game of the year lists but um i think as it stands i think it's, this is Elden rings to lose really isn't I, it it's so funny because yeah i love ragnarok and I'm always going to be a little bit biased towards From Software just because I love how they make their games and their games feel mm -hmm. 
they like what they want to want out of games. Like I said, I love Ragnarok's story, but sometimes when it got to the gameplay side of it, there were times where I was just like, I kind of got disinterested and was like, I'm ready to go back to the story now. Tell me, tell me a story. That's please. fair. Um, Having said that, some of the puzzles have been quite interesting. Oh, in it would be great if, if Atreus didn't spoil it immediately. Yeah, wow, like, I true. look at the thing, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I do that. And then Atreus says the exact solution. I'm like, all right. Okay, that I guess cool. I guess you'll figure it out for me. Um, yep. I'm going to harp on that a lot, and I apologize when it comes to Goaties. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. I retweeted yep, an amazing enough. video from Maximilian, Maximilian Dude's stream about his experience with it, where Atreus spoils the same puzzle as he's like, he's about to piece it together, like, I think it's three times. And as he's like, oh, I'll do that, Atreus says the exact solution. And he's just like, are you kidding me? I was like, right, I was going to oh. do it. There's also a really good Penny Arcade comic about it as well. It's like, <laughs> It's just yeah, it uh, it annoys me. So, I don't know why, but it does. But um, Elden no, Ring, it's fair enough. Elden Ring is sort of like the as as always with from software games. It's the opposite of that, right? Where it's just like off you go. It's like what am I going? Fuck it, you'll figure it out. And I completely yeah. get why that's not for everyone. Um, that's why they 100%. had the guiding light feature in there, so you had an idea of which way to go. Uh, but as yeah. when, when it comes down to it for me, in Ragnarok, I I had an amazing journey with kratos i went on this incredible journey with kratos in Elden ring i did that <laughs> i went on the journey yeah it's always so hard to compare as much as i love ragnarok that month of just where it's just like Elden ring discussion i mean like and it's the same with every from software game so it feels unfair to keep awarding at points based on this i'd love just like the you went where you you beat what you found what weapon yes yeah. i feel like so the, like special to me again and it's it's for uh, uh, for lack of finding a better comparison but like bringing up breath of the wild again like it was the same thing like when we were all playing breath of the wild that first month we were like oh my god have you been this place called like eventide island oh no i haven't been there fucking go there do that shit it's awesome like all that kind of stuff i just love elden ring this probably could have come up in game direction it so quickly teaches you to be okay with going other directions when you first end of a world and that sentinel tree knight's like sup and you're like oh all right, yep. i'll let me go and he just like one shots you and you're like all right i'll go the other way then <laughs> i will wide berth that yeah. uh so i don't know like i did that i did that forgot about him came back for some reason like seven hours later and i was just like fuck off yeah, get out of you here and you big your loser. fucking horse yeah and then, then from software's like oh he's horse. a regular enemy and you're like what <laughs> oh okay yeah all right, all right cool what do you mean there's worse ones thank in you him? all right yep yeah. i'll just sit i don't know to this last delicious meal of humble pie um i don't want to feel like i'm yeah. sledging at ragnarok too much because i love it but if i'm forced no, but i think this if i have to pick between the two of them and i can't pick signals then i'm yeah elden ring <laughs> it's i still think about it to this day like i'm still I'm gonna try and get back to it for like a week, just to just a refresh mark. Because I refuse to have recency bias, like claim me too. So I'm gonna to try to get back to Ragnarok, maybe over the Christmas holidays, and just go back to the lands between and just mess around with a new character, a new build, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that might be fun. I could, I could Plus, get around beating Melania. There is nothing that has given me a rush like beating Melania. Yeah, even though I like had my strat like I, I used the strategies but even using the strategies but melania generally just still... doesn't care for them she's like no if i hit you with one attack and you can't deal with that one attack you're <clears throat> dead i was settling in for like a night of doing it and i think it took me like two hours and i was like 
holy fuck, <laughs> I did it. Like, like when I when Jesus. I when I beat her, I like, I had to like put the control down, like up and like, wa- I'm, like I walked away from my console, being like, jeez, fuck. <laughs> Not since I, like I Sekiro I, had I felt a rush like that beating a boss. I was like, oh my god! I put the controller there and did the same thing, and then I picked up my phone and I was like, holy fucking shit, Car! And I did it. That was like, <laughs> so good. And so again, I was like, I'm going I in there. Love those moments so me. much. That's why I'm always going to be biased yeah. to games from from software for stuff like this, just because. Yeah. Those conversations, I just love them so much. And Ragnarok is still really good. Like I love. I've been talking with um yeah. our friend Ben about Ragnarok a lot when we've been like working our way through it, and talking about like you know the, the performances and the story and all that. And it's so good, but I. I, so rarely does the game sides come up and just like for me Elden Ring is sort of a complete package in that sense sure the direct yeah. narrative isn't as strong as Ragnarok's but the lore that the story that is there I was interested in and the world was interesting in its place of like mm. having this a narrative I had to get to see the conclusion for um yeah uh, that's fair I, I am enjoying the like the combat side of things of Ragnarok I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with like all the different bits and bobs that they're giving you to muck around with. I hate how Kratos um, controls. I kind of didn't like it in the first one, but I got over it. But some of the encounters they throw at you as you get further into this game, I got real sick of how Kratos controls and, and the size of the arenas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Still love I, Ragnarok. Know, still I still love Ragnarok. <laughs> I want to be very clear like, about that. <laughs> there's been a couple of times where I've just been like, yeah, there was one in particular where I, activated a specific thing and then an enemy came out and I was like, sweet, I'll fight you. And then a second one came out and I was like, fuck you. And it was this tiny little area. And I was like, it pulls that trick a lot where you're like, I'm going to fight this thing. It's like, here's a second thing. You're like, this doesn't, it doesn't work as well anymore. Cause I now like, I walk into most of the arenas towards them and out of the game. I'm like, I see one of you, but there's really two of you and I'm not going to be surprised anymore. Having said that, some of the encounters have started just like they just fucking start, and you're just like, Jesus! All right, cool. All right, I did the the last thing I did before I went to bed last night. I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Go do this thing. I've got this thing now. I can go do this. Went there, did it, and it was like a, a character said something like, you know, oh something's coming, and it doesn't sound happy. And I'm like, Oh cool, I'll go through this door and find it. Boom! And I was like. <laughs> boss if i have to have mimir tell me i'm on fire one more time again i will throw his head from my back hey hey it'll pass, it'll pass. the fact that he follows up with that immediately i'm like oh, I, mimir, I, oh i'm begging you to shut the fuck up mate i had the best one last night where he actually he said that as i was dying <laughs> it'll pass just, it'll pass i'm like mate i'm dead thanks mimir. I'm dead. you're underneath me dude yeah yeah how are you talking no <laughs> Um, there's a particular area later that you, when you get to, there's an item you pick up, and he said the same line every time I picked up the item, and I'm like, "Dude, shut up!" <laughs> oh God, Mamiya, Mamiya, God bless him, God bless him. What a legend, brother. Anyway, I reckon that's an episode. That's our predictions. Lock them in. Looking forward Slam to the looking like shut. a massive idiot when God of War Ragnarok wins Game of the Year, and I'm just sit bitter sitting in the corner. <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to it when I'm a massive idiot when, even though that happens, I still fucking get my ass kicked by you. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just fucking, I'm that fucking like clown makeup meme. Oh That's just God. me. Every year just coming back for more. I'm just like, here we go. Maybe this year's my year. 
as I'm slowly applying my clown makeup. That's me walking in um, fully expecting. Like that's me going and going. Oh, what if they reveal? What if Silk Song Shadow drops here? That's me applying my clown makeup. <laughs> that shit ain't happening. But like, what if but though? What if, but what if though? But what if? <laughs> but what if? But what if? <laughs> There's no fucking way. Nah. But what if? But John? what if? But what if? I mean. Because there's a part of me, I'm the same way. I'm just like, what if that could happen? But I'm like, there's no fucking way that they will exclude themselves from like a game of the war, game of the year list this late in the year. There's no way. If game awards were for some reason in the middle of the year. Yes, I'd consider it, but no, nah, it's not happening. What if Goldman but is there? That what I if could the, see. What if that IO Bond game is there? <laughs> oh, if we get a trailer for that, that's also very possible. Let me just double check something. Like, um, and then announce for end of twenty twenty three, and it'll eventually get delayed to the start of twenty twenty four. Let's. It's um, yeah. I feel I'm fairly certain this December it's the sixtieth anniversary of Bond. It is. Oh my god. We could. We could. We could. It could happen, Trump. Imagine if we had like Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan or someone. Fucking just shop. I would say like, Pierce Brosnan's hey, our best shot, just because we yeah, all hey man, Kiwi already knows some rock, right? Because enjoy your gaming. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and they were just in a movie together. Oh man. Oh, imagine Pierce Brosnan. It'd be so cool. Oh, and fucking it. Oh man, that would be so be fucking great. good. I refuse to get my hopes up, but I, I just want. It's mostly because I just want Goldeneye. Yeah, I want Goldeneye too. And but I, I. You've just put that every time I someone puts that back in my mind. The Bond game? I IO think about it at Bond least game. once every couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, God damn. It's like one of our, I'm, God, it's one I'm of my most anticipated that. games that we know nothing about. Uh, yep, absolutely. We know that it's being made by IO Interactive. And it's a Bond game. And that's literally it's it. a Bond game. And that is it. And that's all I need. That's all I need to be excited like, because I yes. cannot wait. Yes, please. But we are both, I think, understandably pretty excited for the Game Awards next week. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know, Win, lose, draw, whatever. And you know, um, naturally, like all the com- like the obvious conversations about Jeff Keighley and his ads and all this sort of stuff. You know. Oh, of course. Yep. Yep. It's Activision. Be will Activision well Hydrobot in the spotlight? Will Hydrobot like make its return? Its triumphant God, return. No. God no. Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow um, Legends. Yep. Just hit my link for the. Uh, for a bonus. I don't know. I've got nothing. Card, <laughs> I think it's the end of the episode. All right, all right. I'll take, I'll, I'll take us out of here. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Because we had fun. We hope you had fun. I honestly, for whatever dumb reason, I love doing the stupid Game Awards episodes where we just like pick who's going to win. It's stupid fun. Yeah, it's great it. fun. Best. Uh, but yeah, if you want to keep up with us, you can find us across the social medias where we are usually just Dialogue Options, mostly on Instagram, Twitter is our most prominent spot. Um, Facebook. I When Hive is back up, I will eventually get around to making ourselves a Hive page, but it's currently down so they can fix some stuff. Um, yep. And of course, you can also find us uh, a lot of our stuff with our good friends over at Story Mode. So if you head over to Story Mode Oz on Twitter, um, we've also got a YouTube channel. There's a Twitch page. All these good places you can catch you know, live podcasts. You can find podcasts on the YouTube channel. Follow them on Twitter good folk and they put up with us for some reason so absolutely that's great yeah. like i'm happy if people want to tolerate me coming into their shows and being like hey play signalis and by the way yeah. get ready for that 
as we get closer to Goaty. It's only going to get more obnoxious I'm, and more prominent. I'm I'm considering physical release next I just year, have, so I won't be stopped. <laughs> I have so many games that I need to finish, but I also would really like to play that because you showed me the really you actually showed me that the opening of it the other day when I was over at your house. I was like, "Fuck, this does look really good. It's really good. This looks like I could definitely get into this." But um, um yeah, but yes. So yeah, go check those guys out because we're there as well. And of course, yeah, find us across all the podcast platforms where you can search up dialogue options or story mode. And there's plenty of good content to be had. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX, where I'll skip my last couple of tweets because it's just me feeling incredibly burnt out about Christmas. But Spotify wrapped. It's happening, Joel. Hey, it is happening. I get to be judged by my music choices before I get judged by Sony when the PlayStation 1 comes out and be like, wow, you played a lot of Destiny 2 and a lot of Jurassic World Evolution 2? Leave me alone, Sony. I like dinosaurs and I like bungee shooting games. It's whatever. <laughs> Elden Ring's there too. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome. so Spotify wrapped. You can go see what bullshit I listen to. Mostly when I can't yep. sleep or when a new song drops. And I'm like, like for example, my my top song this year was The Rumbling, which is the opening to this, to like the final season part two of Attack on Titan. Because when it came out, I was like, I love this song. And I listened to it. It was like my daily song I would listen to. I'm like, I'm going to get through another shitty day at work. This song will yep. get me there. And it did. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's really about it for me. What about you, Joel? Where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where on the topic of things like Spotify Wrapped, I did the other thing, the the music festival. Um, See, I should do that one next. Now, I've, now, now Spotify really Wrapped should. is out, I should do that. But I, I tell you what, I've got it saved, and my, my lineup is weird. You you go over yours first. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, my lineup is... Okay, so, like, prefacing this, I um, my wife and I have a playlist for my son, for our son, that we add songs that we like that we think he might like, but also stuff that we know he likes. So we play that a lot, especially at the moment, considering like our, our journey to work is about half an hour and our journey home from work is about half an hour. And my son comes to work with me. So it's, we listen to this playlist a lot. So like, okay. So let's just go through the headliners for the three days. So, and it goes from like the date that I made it. But it's like Monday, the 29th of November. Headliners, Creeper. Shout out to Creeper. New band that I just got into. They supported Enter Shikari. Fucking incredible. Go and listen to Sex, Death and the Infinite Void. It is an incredible album. Um, it's been getting me through these last couple of weeks. And it's awesome. Um, followed by Enter Shikari on the Tuesday. Headlining Tuesday. Then Wednesday, Headliners, Coco Melon. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go. We've got Coco Melon here, supported by Paramore and Kids Bop Kids. What a show, like, man. What a show. Yeah. Also, their little baby bum nursery rhyme friends. Sweet. Um, the Kid Boomers, uh, Spirit Box, also playing on the same day, um, with Panic at the Disco on Montaigne. This is the most chaotic fucking festival I could ever think of. Um, like, <laughs> Pure Healing Waves, which is like one of those, like, kids sleep like like those like sleep ambience like, music things yeah, <laughs> yeah support with with like electric Callboy and blink 182 who aren't headlining by the way they're on the second line down with the foo fighters <laughs> 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 it's, 
It is just the more I look at it, the wilder it gets. I'll have to post mine Fucking up. Paul- I'll, I'll post mine up afterwards because I do have it ready to go. I just haven't put it out yet. The first day has got Bluey, the Wiggles, Paw Patrol, and Tism. <laughs> but also Ice Nine Kills and Bring Me the Horizon with Queen. Wow. So I'm bringing people back from the dead with my list. So my, my three headliners are fine, right? When you see my three headliners, you're like, all right, that sounds about right. I've got Muse, Churches, and Metric. I'm like, yeah, they're all bands. That checks out. Know? When I think of Kyron, I'm like, yep. But like, it quickly unravels in good ways. Like for on day one, you've got Muse, you know, Kasabian, Bear McCreary. All right. Oh, yeah. Show not to yep. Bear McCreary set. Like, why not? Fucking sick. Like, so good. Akira Yamaoka. Yeah, I'll go listen to some weird, like, industrial ambient music, I guess. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Lynn, be there from Persona. Like, you know, Persona showing up. One of the this last only... one is all kanji, so I haven't done a, a translate on it, but it's probably going to be um the Persona composer. <laughs> yep. 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 But like, and then the, the second day, we've got Churches. We've got Lo Fi Leah for some Lo Fi video game music. Then we've got Howard yeah, Shaw, sick. you know. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. He's coming Just out. Just catch me popping off to the Hobbit, the Hobbit theme. Uh, <laughs> Darren Corb's there. <laughs> Fucking A. Michael Salvatore's going to pop some Destiny stuff for us. The last day we've got Hell Metric. Yes. We've got Baby Metal. We've got the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Bo Burnham's Fuck there. Yeah. <laughs> sick. I'm, look, I'd go to that show. I'd go to that <laughs> festival. And this one, honestly, I might look at it. I'm just like, the more I look at it, the more it just makes me laugh so fucking much. I love it. To see the Wiggles, Paw Patrol, Tism, Tism. <laughs> One OK Rock. Like, Tism in the same fucking lineup as Bluey. Like, what? It's so good. What is this? It's one of my. It's probably one of my favorite, like, dumb things I've given, like, access to my Spotify to make. It's so oh, yeah. It's great. It's so stupid, but I love it so much. So yeah, if you want to go see my my full lineup for Jolly Mac fourteen first, I'll, I'll post one um, up after I put this episode out. After we put the episode out awesome. tomorrow, um, awesome. But on that note, I'm gonna let our wonderful outro see us out, and we will catch you all next time. Options podcast.